What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Dan Zambonini, who's the founder of DACA. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I'm looking forward to learning more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of DACA, can you kind of share what is it and what are you working on? Sure. So DACA is a website that we hope will make people make better investment decisions. So to, to buy better stocks, essentially. Um, now, that's not necessarily where we are yet, but that, that's the long-term goal is to help people make better investments. So I am very into investing in private markets, public markets, you know, I got like, you know, it's just kind of all of it. So this is like super interesting to me. Walk me through kind of um, you know, if I was to try out this this product um, today, um, uh, you know, what would I be able to do? And then later we'll be able to talk to you where you're going, your product direction, things like that. But like walk me through like, you know, if, if I was to give this a shot, how, how, what could I do with it? What could I learn? What could I do, et cetera? Sure. So at the moment, it's it's very much like a lot of products in its category in that it is a whole bunch of data. So you go there, you look up a company, so Apple or Tesla or Walmart or Exxon or whatever you want to look up, whatever the idea for investment is you have in your head, and you get a lot of data and information back. So you can see uh, the simple stuff, you know, how many employees does the company have, an overview of what the company does, stock price, um, the latest filings that they filed with the SEC, and then a load of data. So what are their finances, you know, their revenues, their debts, their liabilities, their assets, uh, the institutional buying, so which hedge funds are, are buying or selling this stock, insider trading, what like who inside the company is buying or selling stock, what patents have they filed, uh, some kind of uh, environmental, social, and governance breakdown of you know the, what is the ratio of the CEO pay to the average person's pay. So a lot of that kind of stuff. It's 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 very much at the moment like a like an, an analysis kind of thing of okay. I want to find out more about this company. Let's really dig into it. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, I'd love to hear, you know, what was your interest in kind of building this in the first place? Or I guess, in other words, what's your origin story and why did you decide to kind of build Daco? Sure. So I really had no uh, knowledge of the finance industry until about eight years ago. So I'd previously done two companies before that, both kind of agencies. Uh, and then I was in California. So my wife used to work at Facebook. And I ran into a guy at Stanford who is an ex-hedge fund analyst. And he wanted to kind of create a new sort of software for for hedge funds. Um, And so I co-founded a company with him, did that for about six years. 
but towards the end of that, I guess I was feeling like uh, I knew I could see the, you know, these, these, these hedge are full of smart people, right? But essentially they had slightly better training so they could understand, you know, what these different filings mean, you know, um, that kind of thing. And, and on the other hand, they had access to better data. Um, and at the same time as that, so this is about two years ago now, there was this big rise in retail investment, right? So you get Robinhood and all these kind of mobile apps with zero fee trades, and you get fractional shares. Um, and so you get these kind of this, this two worlds colliding of all these, this whole new generation of investors, but who are completely outplayed by the institutions because they just don't have access to the same data. It's not that they're not necessarily smarter or, or smart. It's just that they, you know, there's some basics that they don't understand and they don't have access to the data. And so about two years ago, um, I left my previous startup, which is still going and still, still successful and decided to create something to try to help retail investors the same way that I'd helped institutional investors. Um, and so far for the last two years, that's very much just been trying to establish a presence, just throw everything on the website throw as much data as we could find to help people. Um, and admittedly, that isn't necessarily where we want to be because at the moment, a, a big part of our audience are day traders and penny stock traders and kind of the slightly more advanced traders. Whereas the, you know, our long-term vision is to help the people who are, who are you know, buying and selling stocks on their phones, who have maybe got a hundred bucks a week to check into some stocks. Um, so yeah, that's the origin story. What do you, so I am kind of a, I would say a consumer of this, like, you know, all these new apps coming out and, you know, you know, making it very easy to do, to, to trade and to learn mm -hmm. these things. Um, and I'm just kind of wondering, do you have any predictions, not specifically about your company, but just about like the market and about trading as a whole, like everyone has like a, like a, not, not really, but kind of like a stock exchange in their pocket. Like what, what? What are some things you think? What are some ways you think this market is going to evolve? Um, and do you just have some predictions on the investing as a whole? You know, even if you can go into like crypto or private markets too, just like overall, like what are your thoughts on where, where all this is going? Right. So it's it's a really interesting time right now. Um, I'll just get crypto out of the way. So at the moment, we don't touch crypto just because it's like a personal feeling that crypto is more speculation than investment. You know, what I really want to do is help people change their lives through investing in solid companies, get a good return, uh, build their assets. Whereas with crypto, I can't, perhaps it will become an investment at some point, but right now I feel like it's more of a speculation. Um, but right now, yeah, it's a really interesting time because you know, up until five years ago, everybody knew that institutions move the markets, right? You know, institutions own 80% of most of the big stocks. Um, so if you get, you know, to, to move the price of a, of a stock, it's really up to, you know, the hedge funds and the Black Rocks and, and all the big institutions who decide which way that stock goes. But as we've seen retail, you know, money just pouring into the stock market over the last five years because it's so easy. Uh, you know, we've seen retail investors moving stocks. You, you, you only have to look at uh, Hertz, you know, crazy story where Hertz was going bankrupt and retail investors just shot the price of the stock up because everybody was buying it. Um, and I think what's interesting about that is a lot of people are buying stocks based on talking to their friends or being on social networks or, and that, and that is good and bad. You know, there's a lot of ways that people can help each other out. Like you would have in a hedge fund where you have three or four analysts and a project manager 
um, who can all talk to each other. The same thing can happen in the retail investment side where you know, you've got 10 different subreddits where people can discuss a stock. Um, so that's great. The flip side of that is it's prime for pump and dump. You see it all the time on stock twits and on Reddit. People just talking about a stock that is absolutely worthless. People buy into it uh, and you know, they lose all their money. So it's, it's a really interesting time because there's these essentially naive, a whole generation of naive-ish investors in the market who are buying stocks that they like, like cannabis stocks that aren't necessarily good investments. Uh, you know, or some, some EV, like some electric vehicle stocks that aren't necessarily good investments, but because they like the idea of, of what those companies are. Um, and it's even more interesting now because of the economy, because of the pandemic, the next few years, there's nowhere else to put your money. Like the savings are zero, you know, bonds, uh, T-bills, everything is zero. Um, so if you want to grow your money, you've got to put it into stocks. Um, so it's a really interesting time of, it's really easy for, for people to put their, to, to invest into the stock market, but at the same, uh, you know, um, it's really the only place to grow your money, but at the same time, it, it, it's, it's just prime for, for people being um, abused and for people being ripped off. So I don't know what, what's gonna happen over the next few years. I think five to 10 years from now, hopefully, there'll be more tools. Hopefully people like us will be able to do more to expose the, the, the basics. Like when you get to a company, we'll be able to tell you, is this a risky investment or not? Does it have potential or not? Um, and we're certainly not there yet, but that's, that's the direction we want to go because we can see that's the way the market is going. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really descriptive kind of thought on where the market is, which I appreciate. And, you know, if you were to kind of take a similar thought and not just apply it to what you're doing with DACO, like what does, what is what, what, what is what your company looks like, you know, in the next five, 10 years, ultimately, what's the big vision here? And if everything goes right in five, 10, 15 years, what does DACO look like? You know, how will people be using it? Right. So, so I think one way that we're different to other startups is that we know that what we have right now is nowhere near where we want to be. We're, de- we're, we're taking more of the Tesla-like approach in that. Tesla want everybody to have an EV, right? They, they want, you know, they want to sell an electric vehicle for, for $20,000, but their very first vehicle that they released was a premium sports car. And then they did a premium sedan. And so they, they know that their long-term strategy has to, that you have to pave the way to that by going after different markets first. And that's kind of where we are. We knew that in this industry, we had to appeal to the kind of people who are looking for the kind of data we have right now, which are the day traders and the penny stock traders uh, and not necessarily the the naive new investors. Um, And so what we've done is we've just thrown everything we can on the website. We've made 99% of it available without even logging in, without registering. Um, But, and that's great. That's got us to a place where we're getting, you know, 3000 unique visitors a day, 15,000 page views a day, um, which is particularly important in this industry because, you know, it's $10 a click to get a user. So, We've really had to take this this freemium approach uh, in order to to build up a base of users. Um, But where we want to be five years from now is not to be this massive database, you know, where you have to go digging for information, but where um, the entire investment workflow 
uh, is supported by the site. So you can, you can come to the site and you can get ideas for good investments. Uh, so at the moment, we don't do that. At the moment, you have to come with an idea. You, you already have to know, I want to research Apple. Whereas we want to start off the workflow with, okay, I'm a low risk investor. What kind of stuff should I look at? I'm a high risk. I want to invest in technology. You know, I don't want to risk. I don't want to invest in fossil fuels. Whatever it is, uh, we want to start off your workflow there. And then we want to make it so that when you look at a company, all of the most important information is displayed right up front. Um, so at the moment, you have to go really digging to find stuff out. But we want to show you all the red and green flags. Like, you know, there's a there's a shelf offering that's currently active. What does that mean? Well, it means that this could be highly diluted over the next two years. So there's a risk there, but revenue is growing. You know, like we want to show all those risk reward stuff, red and green flags right up front. Uh, and what we also want to do is support the full workflow. So from idea generation through to research, um, through to organizing your research. So it's, people don't just have ideas in stocks, they have ideas in themes, right? So. I want to invest in renewable energy, or I want to invest in, you know, blockchain as a technology, or I want to invest in uh, cobalt and lithium, whatever it is. Um, so we want people to, to be able to organize and share their, their kind of ideas and their research through to actually then monitoring, getting alerts, getting news. Uh, what are people saying on Reddit about the stocks that you've invested in? Um, so, so that you know, not just the right time to buy, but the right time to sell as well. So I guess to sum that up, where we want to be in five or 10 years is that we know right now that for everything that's important in your life, there's a, there's a major player. So for your social stuff, you can go to Facebook or you can go to TikTok or Twitter or whatever it is. For your work stuff, there's, there's LinkedIn. Uh, for your dating, there's Tinder. Uh, but another big part of your life should be wealth management and your assets and, and you know, growing your investments and your wealth. And so what we want to be is that place, we want to be that, that major player for the place that people go to manage their wealth and to grow their wealth. And to make that happen, you will need some help, right? You know, it takes a village to make a startup happen. So mm -hmm. my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for investors? Are you hiring team members, looking for users or customers or partners? How can the community assist? Right, so, so we're not looking for investment or for, uh, we're not hiring right now. So at the moment, there's only three of us. Uh, we've got enough seed funding to last us 12 to 18 months. and We've just got our heads down developing. Um, but you know, like most startups, I think product market fit is, is where we're still trying to, you know, we're trying to hone, hone that a bit. Um, so we've got hundreds of things we're trying to do right now. Uh, we, we prioritize those a lot based on people sending us support tickets by, you know, by talking to our customers. Um, but, you know, the more of that we get, the, the better we can make the product. So, you know, if, you, if you've just started dabbling in, in buying stocks, if you're, if you're a fairly uh, experienced investor, like we just love to hear from you about what do you need? What are you looking for? Like, what, even if it's, even there's nothing out there right now for you, even if you just go to Robin Hood and you buy Apple because you like Apple. We'd love to know why, how much you spend, what kind of things you'd like to do in the future. Um, yeah, get in touch with, just tell us about your investment you know, thoughts. And then if someone you know, wanted to do that, they had thoughts, they wanted to share them, how can mm -hmm. they find you? you know, what's your website? Can they email you? Can they share on social media? How can they get in touch? Right, so there's a contact form on the website or they can email me directly. So 
dan at doco.com, D-A-N at D-O-C-O-H.com. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming out of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Matt.